It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. I am Ryan, Certified Plant-Based Nutritionist. Uh, The website, mainlyplants.com. You can get a hold of me um, at mainlyplants on um, Instagram. Or you can um, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. I just adjusted the levels, and I feel like they kicked back up. So let me see if I can... Is that better? That's that looks about that looks pretty good. Uh, okay, let's do that. Um, what was I saying? Oh right, how to get a hold of me? Blah blah blah. Um, another review is left. Thank you very much. If you haven't reviewed the podcast or rated it, please take twenty seconds out of your day to do that on whatever um, uh, platform you're listening to it on. What else? Whoop shit. I'm all thumbs today, apparently. Um, what else? Um, bu- 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 tell a friend, tell a colleague, tell a family member. Uh, I would really, my goal with the podcast, so for those of you who don't know, I started doing the podcast, gosh, maybe 2014 or 15, and then I took a long break from it. But in that time, I grew it um, pretty substantially, um, several thousand listeners a month. I think it was about, I averaged to think about 20,000 listeners a month. And then I took a break from it. Uh, You know, the the pandemic hit. I was kind of all out of sorts. I went through some life shit. Anyway, long story short, um, I took a long time off from it. And because of that, it's my fault. Following dwindled, obviously, because there's no new episodes. But I would love to get the following back to what it was and then surpass that significantly. So um, the more you talk about it, the more you share it, uh, I, I, it helps me a ton and I really appreciate it, especially if it's like, you know, a, a topic or subject matter that you think someone would benefit from, you know, if, so if you know somebody who's curious about the plant-based lifestyle or somebody who is deficient in like magnesium we're talking about today or curious about supplementation or uh, microplastics or whatever it is, mushrooms, send them that, that specific episode. Um, anyway, uh, pause for pizza charity event for local animal charities here in Phoenix. I am, uh, co-creating and co-producing and co-hosting the event. It is March 24th at Il Bosco Pizza downtown. It's an awesome place. They have a, they have a, a big outdoor eating area. They have a, a big outdoor space behind with a, a indoor outdoor bar uh, that will be functional that day with a stage. We're going to have a musician there. We're going to have vendors out back, uh, animal adoptions. Bring your family, bring your friends, bring your pets, and uh, let's make it fun. If you do end up coming, uh, stop me and say hello, especially if I don't know you. Um, stop me and something just happened to the podcast, but I'm back. Uh, stop me and say hello. Stop me and uh, say that you heard on the podcast or, or whatever. Just say hi. Uh, it would mean the world to me, any amount of support that, that y'all can bring. Um, 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 I think that's all for the housekeeping. Prior to today's conversation on magnesium, there's going to be a quick Ryan rant. And it's funny, you know, back in the day, my Ryan rants were a lot more heated. And since then, my rants, are I feel like, are more mellow. I don't know, am I wrong? Like when I went on the rant about fat people on the airplane, I don't feel like it was like an angry rant or like, 
like before my rants were you could you could hear the the vitriol in my voice but I don't know I feel like I feel like now with I don't know if it's maturity or uh, the fact that I have been microdosing mushrooms for uh, a year and a half or uh, therapy that I do regularly or whatever it is I feel like they're much more tame so I, I apologize for the people who love to hear me get heated um, but Without further ado, the Ryan rant. So, I for those of you who don't know, I had my dog Dexter for about 14 years. He passed away March 25th of 2022. Um, so it's been almost two years. It'll actually be two years the day after this pause for pizza event, which I think is very appropriate. Um, in that time, for the past year, I have been volunteering at a local animal shelter. Uh, that's not what I'm venting about or ranting about. I have, as of recently, felt that I am in a place where I would like to adopt a dog again. So I, you know, I'm looking for something that's kind of specific. I'm looking for something preferably under like 25 pounds, um, greater than 10 pounds, give or take, and um, low to no shedding. So terrier mixes, schnauzer mixes. Um, or, or poodle mixes would be ideal for me and not stark white because I'm not a 65-year-old woman. No offense to 65-year-old women. <laughs> um, but I have met a couple dogs in the past week. I've met more than a couple dogs, but we're going to be talking about these two specifically. So I met a, a couple dogs in the past week who were both very, very cute, who both would have been perfect for me. Um, one was a 22-pound um, terrier mix. She had like longer brown and white hair. Um, very cute. The other was, he looked to be like a terrier chihuahua mix of sorts. Smaller dog. Um, also very cute. Looked like a little stink distinguished gentleman. Now, I met these dogs and... Both of them were very under-socialized. Um, the first one was about three years old. The second one, they're estimating in about eight months. So the three-year-old. The foster mom brings him to the place where I, I was meeting her. Um, brings her to the place where I was meeting her. And first refuses to put the dog down. Says, oh, she's scared. She's shaking. Okay, the dog will be okay if you put her down. Um, dogs are, are pretty adaptive to certain situations. Walking into a, a, a place like PetSmart where I met them um, in a back corner where there's you know not a lot going on, the dog will be okay. But she was like very adamant to not put the dog down, which I found very strange. So she eventually puts the dog down and the dog is just hiding behind her. And the people who ran the, the, the um, charity or the, the shelter that um, that has the dog, you know, so it's the, the charity, the shelter, whatever you want to call it, has the dog, and then they put the dog into foster, okay? So the woman from the, from the organization asked the lady to maybe take a walk around the store so the dog isn't hiding behind her, and, and I have a chance to kind of meet the dog. The lady was perturbed at this. She didn't want to do it, but she did it. So I'm kind of sitting there petting the dog. The dog's, you know, scared of everything. Um, the lady mentioned that 
the dog wouldn't walk through the sliding doors into the into the store, so she had to pick her up. Um, the dog was just, you know, had her tail tucked the entire time, wanted nothing to do with me. I was just looking for the foster mom. So we called the foster mom back over, and I asked her, like, how, you know, how does she do out in public? How does she do with socializing? Because, you know, obviously the dog is under-socialized. And she said, oh, I never take the dog out in public. All she does is run around with my other dogs at home. Okay, well, look, while that's great that you have other dogs that this foster dog can run around with, you're doing a disservice in the end. You know, it's being a foster is more than just providing a shelter for the dog. It's working with the dog to make the dog um, the most adoptable version of itself that it can be. So when you're kind of just slacking on your duties of, oh, I never take the dog out in public, you're doing a disservice because people don't want a dog that's freaked out of everything. They want to meet a dog who's happy to see them, wagging their tail, curious about everything, has confidence, essentially. So I told her, you should probably take her out places. You should probably socialize her. Um, so that dog was not a good fit. Then, uh, what was it? The next day, so this was yesterday. Um, it is Tuesday today. Hopefully I get this episode uploaded today, but possibly tomorrow. So the next day, I meet Tom. And Tom is the, the smaller Chihuahua Terrier mix. So the lady, I met her at her house. And she brings Tom out, and she's holding Tom, and puts Tom down, and Tom, same deal, tail tucked, hiding behind uh, the foster's legs. And she's telling me how she has, you know, five dogs and seven cats or whatever, and the dog does great with them and runs around their backyard with them. And I said, okay, well, um, you know, how does he do out in public? Oh, we we haven't taken him out in public. Again. What, what are we doing here? Why have you not taken this dog out in public? Well, take him to Starbucks for a little bit. Take him to not necessarily a dog park, but a park where he can, you know, look at other stuff on leash and he's not feeling threatened. What, 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 why are we not working on this? And then she hands me Tom's leash. First of all, first she had the hardest time putting a harness on a, a dog. Now look. Harnesses can be a little tricky, but they're not brain busters. If you have an IQ over 70, you can figure out how to put a harness on. She could not figure it out. So I had to help her put a harness on. This is a foster, okay? Somebody who works with dogs, or is supposed to work with dogs. She could not put the harness on. So I helped her put the harness on. She attached a little leash to it, hands me the leash, um, but she doesn't let go of the leash. And she's dragging this little dog. She's like, maybe you want to go for a walk with him. I'm like, well, let me, let's me let let him see if he warms up a little bit. See if he gets unafraid. This is a lot for him. So she's like dragging this dog across her garage. The dog is planted. He's sliding. And I said, look, look, let's just, let's just not go on a walk. He's obviously overloaded. He's obviously overwhelmed. I don't want to freak him out anymore. So that dog wasn't a fit. So two for two for Fosters, it's the same deal. It's this, okay, we have the dog in our house, and he can just do whatever he wants, but we're not putting any more work into it. Then you shouldn't be a foster. If you're not going to work with the dog, don't be a foster. Dogs need more than just a roof over the head. They need to be taught confidence. 
because a confident dog is a happy dog, obviously among other things. But the ability for a dog to go out in public and be happy leads to a much better life than a scared dog all the time. So that, that's my current struggle with this process. Um, I am supposed to meet a litter of puppies tomorrow um, at the, the shelter where I volunteer at. However, my appointment, uh, so for initially all the appointments for tomorrow were booked up. Uh, so I made an appointment on Thursday just in case they're not all adopted. Got a call last night saying there's an opening at 4 p.m. Would I like to take it? I said, absolutely. But, you know, I think adoptions start at like 9 a.m. So, and obviously that litter is going to be, is being highly sought after because all the appointments were booked up fast. So I'm not, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not confident that there will be any puppies left, but I'm hoping. Um, I'm also, you know, I also am, ideally the dog that I adopted would be older than six months, six months to a year. I am open to like two, three-year-olds. But, you know, I will, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll do a puppy if, 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 you know, if it's the right one, it's just much more work. So if you, if you do come across a dog in the Phoenix area that matches what I'm looking for, please reach out and let me know under like 25, 30 pounds under that and low to no shedding, not stark white. It can be white, like white with black or white with tan or whatever, just not that fluffy white dog look. And if it's going to be a poodle, it needs to be a poodle mix because I'm not a poodle person. I do like all the poodle mixes. So that's my, that's where I'm at. Okay, good, grand, great, fabulous. Let's get into magnesium. Yeah, this is a hard transition. There's no way to transition from adopting a dog to magnesium. So it's a little weird, but let's kind of shift our brains and <clears throat> focus ourselves back on uh, physical health. Okay, so magnesium, it's, it's often kind of flies under the radar. It has a role in energy production all the way to our mental health. So what we first need to know is that magnesium is the fourth most abundant mineral in the body. And if it's not, you got a big problem. There are over 300 Enzymatic reactions depending upon magnesium, ranging from energy metabolism to DNA synthesis. So magnesium is a vital, vital mineral that we must have in our body and make sure that we don't have deficiency. So it does have, um, like I mentioned, pro, um, it, uh, an impact on our energy and our metabolism and our muscle function. Um, it is the cofactor in the synthesis of ATP, uh, which is the primary energy currency of our cells. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce what ATP stands for. I've talked about it on other podcasts, uh, but just know that AT ATP is, is the primary source of energy for our cells. Um, it also, um, magnesium also plays a crucial role in our muscle function. It helps prevent cramps. It helps promote relaxation. Uh, if you suffer from muscle cramps, a great thing to have on hand is magnesium rub, magnesium lotion. You can get it on Amazon. The one that I get comes in like a blue 
um, cylindrical bottle, pump bottle, with like a, I think it's a clear or a white cap. Um, but if you have a cramp and you rub that on, ooh, man, it absorbs fast and it gets rid of your cramp so fast. Um, so it's good to have, it's good, something good to have. It's not expensive either. Magnesium as a supplement is not expensive. Um, and it also plays a, a big role in our heart health. It aids in maintaining our heart rhythm and supports the function of our blood vessels. Studies actually suggest a link between magnesium intake and lower blood pressure. So if you have high blood pressure, you might want to look into magnesium supplementation. Now, let me pause right here. I'm always going to say this because it needs to be said every time and frequently. If you are thinking of taking a new supplement, talk to your doctor first. Along with that, make sure you have had blood tests done. I like to say within the, the, the most recent six months, but at least within the last year. I'm talking about CBC. I'm talking about lipid panel, full hormone panel, everything, everything. Um, if your doctor tries to talk you out of it, tell him you insist. I've had doctors try and tell me, oh, you don't need that. Excuse me. I, I will take exactly what I asked for. I'm not taking something away that the doctor suggested. I am adding to it. So there's no downside. Okay. Lower blood pressure. Okay. Um, magnesium also has a role in maintaining the actual the actual electrical stability of our heart, which helps prevent irregular heartbeat. It helps promote that healthy heart rhythm. So if you have something like tachycardia um, that you suffer from, you might want to look into magnesium. Talk to your doctor first. I cannot stress that enough. Because if you don't know what's going on in your body, or, or if you do have a disorder or disease, or you take medication, supplements can adversely affect what you're trying to uh, help. So just be sure to talk to a doctor. Um, and like I mentioned before, it goes beyond just the physical for yourself. It does cross over into yet that mental health, your mental well-being. It's, magnesium is known as a natural stress reliever. Um, because it does act on the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's commonly referred to as the HPA. And research indicates that there is a potential connection between magnesium deficiency and increased risk of anxiety and depression. So, again, something look at, to look into. Uh, if you have trouble falling asleep, if you have trouble staying asleep, you might want to consider a nighttime magnesium supplement. I have taken them. They work wonders. Bone health. Magnesium enhances the calcium absorption into your bones. It will help make your bones stronger. So you can have all the calcium in the world, right? But if you are not getting good absorption, and this goes for any supplement, if you're not getting good absorption, it doesn't really matter. Um... That's like, okay, here's a perfect example. Turmeric. Turmeric is a great supplement to take, especially for body inflammation. But turmeric by itself, your body will not absorb very well. However, if you take turmeric with cracked black pepper, 
it increases the absorption tenfold. So if you are taking a turmeric supplement, make sure it has black pepper in it. Um, but that's just getting back to magnesium. Magnesium is going to be what helps you absorb your calcium. Um, so a balance of magnesium is crucial for preventing um, bone density loss, osteoporosis, uh, osteopenia. Um, and that that's actually a study done by this guy. I love this name. His last name is Rude, and it was done in 2009, if you want to look that up. Um, if you have diabetes, magnesium plays a role in insulin function, which contributes to glucose regulation, helps um, control your blood sugar. And studies have suggested that there is a correlation between magnesium deficiency and an increase of, de uh, of developing type 2 diabetes. I, I can keep going on. I'll go on and on all day about the, the benefits of magnesium. And, and like I mentioned, magnesium is not an expensive supplement. There's great ones you can get on Amazon. If you want to know, just, just, just shoot me a message or, or an email. But from everything, you know, from, from heart health to your mental well-being, magnesium is a, is a key uh, mineral in your body. And like I mentioned, it is the fourth most abundant. And being so, if you are deficient in it, you're going to have major problems across so many aspects of your body. There are, um, you, you know, not just supplementation, but you can you can get a, a whole host of, of magnesium through your diet. I guess I should have started with that. I just, I really love supplementation. Um for certain things, right? I, I've mentioned before, I love the whole biohacking thing. I love um, the optimization of the human body. So I, I kind of take a lot of supplements because I like trying a lot of kind of obscure things. I wouldn't say magnesium is obscure. I think that a lot of people don't um, think about, about your magnesium levels in your body. Um, and if you do eat kind of the, the standard American diet, then you're probably lacking in magnesium. Um, but th everything, you know, from pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, almonds, cashews, spinach, um, black beans, soy products. So, uh, edamame or tofu or soy curls. Um, those are great for, for, um, incorporating mag magnesium rich foods into your diet. Um, peanut butter. We all have peanut butter. If you're going to get peanut butter, just get the kind that's the ingredients should say peanuts and salt. Don't get the kind that has peanuts, sugar, salt, um, oil, all that kind of bullshit. Just peanuts and salt. Um, brown rice is great for it. Avocados are great for magnesium. Bananas are great for magnesium. We all know that if you have a cramp, you should eat a banana. That's because they're rich in magnesium. Um, and, you know, those are kind of the 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 um, rich plant-based foods for magnesium. You can get it elsewhere in animal products. This is not that type of show, so I'm not going to promote that. Google it yourself if you want. But if you, you know, if you are curious, if you have a mag uh, magnesium deficiency, look out for things like um, frequent muscle cramps, um, a lot of fatigue, frequent fatigue, chronic fatigue, heart arrhythmia. Um, all those things can can signal magnesium deficiency. So I, I don't know how many times I can beat a dead horse, guys. 
And I don't know how many of you listen to me on it. I would love to get a count for how many listeners actually do this. Please, for the love of God, go get a blood test. If you have health insurance, it should cover a yearly blood test. Even if you have to pay out of pocket, it's not that expensive. Um, I my, my health insurance sucks terribly, doesn't cover any of my blood tests because my insurance is um, pretty much for um, catastrophes. Like if I land in the hospital with something, um, so it doesn't it doesn't cover like the the normal stuff that health insurance should cover. Um, I get so much stuff done on my blood test, and the whole thing's about two fifty. Um, again, you don't have to. I guess you don't have to get everything. Um, in Arizona, there are resources to get cheaper cheaper ones, a la carte tests done. Um, reach out to me if you need to know about those. But just kind of. Find out pricing where you are. It's going to be different different parts of the country, different parts of the world. But it's nothing is more important, guys. Because if you don't know what's going on internally, something could be seriously wrong. You know, say you, say you, you have something seriously, seriously wrong with you. And you're ignoring the, the, the symptoms of it. Or you think the symptoms are for something else. And then one day you don't wake up. Does anything else really matter? Please get it done. That's your challenge this week. Schedule your blood test. And until next week, go eat a salad.